The Victim's Dilemma If one is a victim one is overpowered, one is helpless, one has been mastered. The hero cannot be victimized, made helpless, or be mastered. A person is either a victim or a hero but not both. A hero chooses to comply, on his own terms for his own purposes. A hero cannot be forced. The defeated person, nation, or race that rises up was never truly defeated. He, she, or it simply suffered a setback. Yet, there are so few heroes today. The list of victimization scenarios is endless and being added to daily. The only resolution to a victimization scenario is for the oppressor to feel pity for his victim. For a victim the choices are oppression or pity. Oppression means the oppressor removes from the victim what is theirs. Pity grants the victim a degree or restitution on the oppressor's terms, which only serves to re-victimize the oppressed. An apology forced from an oppressor is not genuine. A genuine apology is never the result of a threat from the one wronged. Indeed, the demand for an apology from the oppressor is an implicit acceptance of the oppressor's sovereign power over the victim. If I bewail my oppression and demand an apology from you, my oppressor, does that make me free? No, it restores my state of dependency. I threatened to resign my slavery because of the treatment I had received. By demanding a recognition of your harm to me we effectively see our relationship restored to the pre-harm situation. But we were never equals. The oppressed wife who after being beaten receives an apology does not achieve equality. The relationship simply reverts back to the state of the relationship prior to the beating, which sets the stage for the next abuse incident. If you are a noble and I a peasant and you come to my house and take my daughter for your pleasure, your apology and gift does not restore my daughter's virginity nor make us equals. You as the noble may enter my adobe and remove my daughter at your pleasure. You may apologize and you may not. At best I might get some restitution but my situation as victim is not actually altered. The obsession of minorities with exacting apologies is a step on the way to getting restitution. But the oppressor who apologizes and provides restitution is not through these steps required to look at the victim with respect. The Allied armies did not lament and bewail the oppression of Germany in the world wars, they defeated them and took what they thought was merited. Oppressors are forced to apologize only when they fear they have pushed their victim too far and the victim is close to adopting the mantle of a hero. Heroes do not want or need apologies, not from their enemies. Victims need the reassurance of an apology as evidence they will not be exploited further, that they take and accept the apology marks them for exploitation. Whites are hated for their wars and supremacy, but whites do not rely on the goodwill of their enemies. Western cultures do not ask their enemies to apologize or gift them their rights. A right gifted is a privilege, not a right. Rights are taken and defended by those who possess them. What would have been more bizarre than the inmates of Auschwitz to petition the Nazi for redress of their grievances? Would an apology from the commander of the death camps been enough to restore to the Jews their civil rights? Would a compensation package resolve the problem of having one's citizenship negated and one's very humanity eliminated? 
Imagine if at some point the Nazis had apologized and relented of their genocide. Would they have ceased being Nazis and would anything substantial have changed? Would an apology only mean the genocide had been put on hold as the oppressor regroups, as happens so often in the case of spousal abuse? Does an apology end the abuse, does it eliminate the power disparity that gives rise to abuse, or does it delay the next onslaught? To respond as a victim to incidences of abuse is to re-victimize yourself. If you have been abused and all you have is an apology and excuse, get ready for the next assault. At minimum, the oppressor needs a change in the power balance. Assault is a change in the power dynamic between two people in the aggressive person's favor. Apologies cost nothing and restitution resets the status of the relationship to a point prior to the last incidence of abuse. The power dynamic remains. What is the alternative to the politics of violence? Are rights attached to power only? If so, the victim and the oppressed have no claim on rights not taken by force. The slave who cannot free himself by force has no claim to freedom. Yet, most of us understand that there are rights that are not dependent on the force of arms to secure them. The right to a fair trial is a right in the eyes of all but the most arrogant of rulers. We do not have a right to own other human beings nor to treat them as property. But all too often the person is simply a pawn between two masters, each of which promise freedom if one will but sign away his or her rights. Politics and gangs operate on the same basic principle. He who has the power gets to make the rules. The state and gangs want and expect a monopoly on the use of power. The leader gets to pummel you and you get to pummel those down the hierarchy, but no one gets to pummel the leader of those above them unless they are looking to move up the chain of command. The leader gets to allocate rights to his underlings. If he is generous, he is considered a democratic leader. If he is restrained in his gifting of rights, he is considered autocratic. To the degree he is autocratic or democratic his laws will seriously curtail the rights and freedom of his gang members or cautiously add to them. So, long as his subjects do not overstep their proper limits. What does not change is that the leader is the hero and his followers victims, or as the democracies call us, subjects. We would be hard-pressed to discern a fundamental difference between the abused housewife and the subject of a democracy. The blows are less physical, but the power dynamic is still visible and expressed in much the same way. We are loved when we are good and hated when disobedient. This then is the dilemma of the victim. Victims can endure their abuse by plaintiff requests for redress or through a dramatic reassessment of the power dynamic. The one thing the victim cannot do is to depend on the oppressor to fix things. Apologies and requests for reparations is to leave power in the hands of the oppressor. Indeed, this is part of the Stockholm Syndrome. The victim has accepted second citizen status and accepts that any redress or reassessment of the relationship is totally up to the oppressor to control. Compensation resets the clock it does not alter power dynamics. It's like playing against a fraud. The cheater permits you to win the small hands while he takes all the large pots. You few small wins is simply to keep you in the game. 
Your choice, as a victim, is to get out of the game or acclimatize yourself to losing and remaining the victim.